Welcome back to another Sweet Talks podcast. And I know this introduction is a little different than how we would normally do it, but it's only because one of our guests, Mike, stopped working for the first 15 fucking minutes of this podcast. And this episode was just way too fucking good. Personally, one of my favorites for us not to explain what we started talking about. Her name is Danielle Clark, a mother and a wife to one of the members from Guns N' Roses, which if you don't know, like, I don't know how you wouldn't fucking know, but if you don't, it was and still is one of the biggest rock bands the world has ever seen. She is a very strong business woman whose name is highly respected in the fashion industry when she revolutionized the low-rise jean creating her brand called frankie b which eventually ended up doing over a hundred million dollars in sales she started the podcast by explaining how she started her brand in 1999 and the explosion of it when jennifer lopez wore her jumpsuit on the cover of her album eventually moving her sales from doing fifty thousand dollars in the first year to 1.5 million in the second 6.5 million in the third to finally doing over a hundred million to date now daniela only started with a couple thousand and some fabric and believed in her product when no one else did with everyone shutting down her vision by saying oh your jeans are way too fucking low to sell in the stores they're ugly and they're just plain out not gonna work she did it anyway and she shares one of the hardest lessons that she had to learn from being in the business and that's where we are now so enjoy the rest of this podcast have to respect and suspect everyone yeah and be as be as cool as possible to everyone that you meet because everyone that you meet going up that ladder is everyone that you're going to have to deal with going down that ladder because everything that goes up comes down and everything goes, you know, in waves. So, you know, I try to always kind of like, um, keep that in the back of my mind. And when I met people, I would talk to people that were coming in and out of the factories. And I met this girl and she, and I said to her, who like helps you? Like, how do you know, like what to do financially? Like, how do you, like, what do I need? Like, do I need to have, you know, a business license? Do I need to have, like, how, how do I file my taxes? Like, what do I do? I was really young. And, um, she's like, Oh, I have these, um, these accountants that I work with and they are based in the garment industry. So I was like, Oh my God, can I have their phone number? So then I met, went and met with them. And then they told me how to like build an infrastructure. They sat me down and they said, okay, you need to have an in-house bookkeeper an everyday person that helps you. Mm-hmm. Um, Wow. You know, you need to put in a, a system, you know, like a computer system that tracks your inventory that, you know, you need to buy this, you need to buy that, you need to hire somebody that watches your production, a production manager, you need to hire a quality control person. You oh, need- my God. So all of a sudden, all these things that I was doing all by myself, and yeah. just kind of learning along the way, I had to start implementing professionally, because now I had a bona fide business, yeah. a company. Yeah. So I that's what I did. Yeah. So it was crazy. <laughs> I feel like um, back then, I mean, and what we take kind of for granted now, like social yeah. media is so big and technology right. has advanced so much. Right. But like back then you had to hire those people. Yes. Do you feel like if now you had like your brand was growing now, like you were fresh and all that, you would have made more money because of social media? No, I actually think that it's harder now. Because oh, wow. now there's so much noise, uh-huh. right? There's so many brands out there. Everybody's selling something to you on on social media. Right. Literally everyone is selling you something. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yeah. And um, even influencers are pushing you into the direction that they're getting paid to push you into. It's, yeah, like, like you us. know, it, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot harder now to kind of stand apart. 
And back then it was all organic. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have social media back then. I didn't even know that that existed. Um, But, you know, and people found you just because you had like something cool to offer in the store, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was very different. But it's also an interesting time now because with social media, it gives a lot more opportunity to put yourself out there. Um, So it's kind of like a catch-22. You still have to have a good product. You still have to have something unique that you're offering. And maybe that's what what kind of helps you create buzz is because you have something really interesting and unique and you stand for something, you know, you have a voice now. So, um, you know, I think it's a, it's, it's a double-edged sword because now with social media, you get to really speak your mind and your brand can really have an opinion and have a, have a, have a stance yeah, and stand for something. Um, where before you were a little bit more anonymous behind the brand you know that's very true yeah, yeah, yeah but um so do you think that's better now that's or? definitely better uh-huh. you know definitely better because you can you can definitely communicate and uh you can talk to your followers and communicate with them you know you can engage people where that wasn't the case back then you know back then it was more about like having a sales rep getting it into the stores and uh and then having to pay for advertising and you know pr Mm -hmm. where now it is kind of in a sense it's almost kind of going back in time to having it be more organic um if you're not going the influencer route and you're really just you know going the grassroots route you know if that makes sense it just kind of you know it's it's hard because it really is a double-edged sword there's Mm -hmm. you also have a lot more transparency now right like Mm -hmm. every you know so you know there's that I just want to kind of uh, go back um, when you were saying like you know you saw uh, who was it with the the tight jeans Robert Plant and that like you saw that what is it about you that you think like can see something like that and be like like I need that because I feel like that's pretty like rare no that's a good question uh, no one's ever asked me that <laughs> um, it's that's like that's really hard to do yeah i, I feel like a lot yeah, of people it's like a like a talent it yeah is a talent. it's almost like a yeah. like a gift to be like that's like that's a hole and like because like you said when you took those jeans to everybody they were like oh hell those no are way too fucking low like yeah. that is not gonna work but yeah you just believed in them so hard but like yeah. what is what is that like what do you think i i i think it was just the I think it was mainly because um, it was just a little bit of confidence. Um, And I think that I just thought they would be cute and I could talk everybody into them. (laughs) I don't know. I just really believed in the product. I just believed in the product. I really thought like, well, I was wearing them and I was getting stopped everywhere I went. Everywhere I went, people were like, damn, who makes those jeans? Oh my God, I want a pair of those. I'm like, oh, I make them, sorry, you know. Um, I just make them for myself, for my husband, my friends, yeah. you know, and it just kind of, it, it, it really was like a light bulb moment when that actress, Laura Flynn Boyle said, well, I'll pay you if you make me a pair. And I was just like, oh, so maybe was, there's yeah. other people out there that yeah. wouldn't pay me to yeah. make them some jeans, you know. But I think I've also always kind of been, um, rebellious in the way I dress. Um, 
And I think that came from uh, when I was younger, um, you know, my mom bought me a sewing machine when I was 12. And I've always kind of wanted to be a little bit of a sexy dresser, I guess, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even when I was young. And um, but my mom wouldn't really buy me those kind of clothes. So I would just like attack her linen closet and make (sighs) myself something or take her clothes and hope she never found out and (laughs) recut them and resew them and make them shorter, tighter, sexier. And um, and then when I met my husband, um, uh, for those listening, my husband um, at the time when I met him, um, he's a guitar player. He still is a guitar player. And uh, when he got into um, Guns N' Roses and being on tour um, and being around all of that, it kind of gives you a license to be wilder. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I'll tell I can't you. even imagine. Honestly, <laughs> I was right? re-looking at some of those videos today, and I wanted to ask you, like, like how was that? Like, that's I feel like there's nothing like that today. It was really crazy, and I'll backtrack a little bit. I met my husband when I was 16. Um, I was born in Israel, and I was raised in South Africa because my mom is South African. Mm-hmm. And my parents, my dad was American, and at the time my parents were divorced, and um, I came out to America to visit my dad. We were on summer break. And um, so uh, me, my brother, my sister, I was 16, my brother was 14, and my sister was 11, and you'll know why I'm telling you their ages. So my dad, we were just out here visiting my dad. And my dad was like, do you guys want to see Hollywood Boulevard? Do you want to go see like the footprints of the stars and everything? And I was like, yeah, let's go. So my dad took us to go to to Hollywood Boulevard. And I saw this crowd of people standing around. And I was like, oh, what are they doing? And someone goes, oh, this band is filming their video for MTV. So I stood around and I was watching And I saw my husband standing on top of a car and he had ripped up jeans with fishnet stockings underneath. His hair was sticking up all over the place, long black hair, tons of black eyeliner. And I was like, oh, that guy's really cute. And I was just staring at him and he saw me and I saw him and that was it. We just saw each other. And um, I was just staring at him the whole time. And then my dad was like, come on, we got to go. We're going to go get ice cream. So we left to go get ice cream. We're standing in the ice cream store. And some girl like taps me on the shoulder. And she goes, excuse me, but you were just on the set of that music video. And I go, yeah. And she goes, the guitar player wants to talk to you. So I was like, be right back, kids. (laughs) I told my dad and my brother and my sister, I'll be right back. And I ran back to the set with the makeup artist. She turns out she was the uh, makeup artist. Um, uh, No, I'm sorry. She was, yeah, she was the makeup artist. And so I ran back to the set with her. She was doing hair and makeup. And um, she brought me over to my now husband, Gilby. And first thing he said to me was like, hi, what's your name? And I said, I'm Daniela. And he goes, Daniela, how old are you? And I knew right away, I'm going to lie, because there's no way. If I tell him I'm 16, he's not oh, going to go out with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I just said, I go, I'm 18. And he goes, oh, okay. So we started dating, immediately started dating. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. At that time, how old was he? 22. Oh, wow. 23. 23. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he didn't know how old I was. 
So nowadays he'd be like, you know, <laughs> catching a case. Canceled. Canceled yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, so he didn't know how old I was, though, to his defense. And I just lied to him and told him I was 18. And I started to date him. And then it was time for us to go back to South Africa. So um, my dad had taken uh, me, my brother, and my sister back to the airport. We said goodbye to my dad. And we're walking through from where they take your ticket to the actual plane. And I looked at my brother and my sister and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to go back home with you guys. Um, I'm going to take off with Gilby. I'm going to stay with him. Oh, <laughs> and they were Did like, you know, the whole time or you just yeah, you I felt, knew. oh, you knew yeah. the whole time. your, I knew your dad didn't know. My dad didn't know. We oh, had to say goodbye my to gosh. my dad. And um, so I put my brother, who was 14, and my sister, who was 11, on the plane and sent them back to South Africa on their own. Can you imagine my Whoa. mom getting to the airport and supposed to pick up three oh kids? My <laughs> yeah. You're rebellious, yeah. huh? Yeah. And so, I feel like, I mean, by the time they got there, you were already gone. Gone. Yeah, you were gone. gone. Yeah. Long gone. Yeah, long uh -huh. gone. So I took off with Gilby. And uh, stayed with him. I enrolled in school. I went to, um, I said to him, I need to go to a school. And so I went to high school. And he would come and pick me up from high school. And I honestly thought he was like Elvis and I was Priscilla. And I had this whole situation going on in my head. You kind of were. <laughs> yeah. Right? You kind of were. Yeah, you kind of were. So, um, so uh, we were together for about six years mm -hmm. and then he proposed to me and um you know my parents were like super angry and really you know pissed off they were like you know what are you gonna go out with a musician he's gonna cheat on you he's gonna have a girl in every city you're an idiot you know and i was just like well okay but i'm gonna be with him wait, wait, wait. i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> once again but like <laughs> So like your your siblings got back to South Africa, right? Mm -hmm. And like you were enrolled in a high school. Yeah. So like what were you doing in the meantime? Like did you have any contact with your dad or Yeah, I called my dad and I told him. I you and know, I called my dad. Okay no, my dad was so mad. Are you kidding? My dad was like, <laughs> "No." My dad was like, "I'm going to call the police. This is wrong. You're you're a little girl." And and I was like, Dad, if you call the police, I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna find him. I'm never gonna leave him. I'm always gonna find him. I'm just gonna run away, and then you'll never know where I am. And I mm. said, and I said to my dad, I go, I'm gonna do the right thing. I'm gonna enroll in school. I'm gonna get a job. I'm not gonna need money from you guys. I just want to like be emancipated. I want to do my own thing, you right. know. And my dad was like. There's no way. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was so shit. mad. Yeah, my dad was right so there. mad. But I was like, you know, you can't keep me from him. I'm going to always find him. So mm. you're wasting your time. So you either have to kind of go along with the program here and know where I am, or you're never going to hear from me again. Oh, my gosh. So they had no choice. <laughs> so and he didn't know how old I was. Uh -huh. And um and he was like, um, he was already like an up and coming musician in town. So I never had to show ID. We'd go to clubs and we'd go out every night and we'd always go in through the back door. So it like worked out really well for me. It was like it was supposed to happen. Yeah. So I never had to show ID. I never had to, I never had like an issue. Um, and every time he asked me if I had a, 
let me see your driver's license or whatever. Oh, I can't find it. I don't know where it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was always some kind of lie. Yeah. And um, I like mastered that lie for a long time. And then when he asked me to marry him and we went down to the courthouse, I had to come clean. Um, so we went down to the courthouse to go get our marriage <laughs> license. Yeah, so when was your birthday, Tim? <laughs> like, like, what would you be? Like, would you have birthdays around him? Or? <laughs> yeah, but I was never the year that I was supposed to be. So it would oh. be like 19 on yeah, the cake. Or yeah, 19, but I'm 17 <laughs> this year. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Uh, yeah. So when we went to go get our marriage license, I said to him, you know, I have something I have to tell you. And he's like, oh, no. Oh, God. What do you have to tell me? And I go, well, I'm actually not the age you think I am. And he was, well, how old are you? And I go, I'm 21. And he was like, oh my God. Ooh. So you've been lying this whole time? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you know, I had a feeling. You never had your damn ID. You never, you always had some excuse. You had, always had a story I should have known. And well, that that was that. So we got married. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. And, that was <laughs> okay. 30 years plus. So, yeah. Good yeah. so we got married in uh, 91. Yeah. So you can do the math. We're in 2022. And um, so um, we got married and we went on our honeymoon and we really didn't have any money. And the whole time we we're on our honeymoon, we we're like, shit, how are we going to pay for all this? And we get back, you know, no more steak dinners. <laughs> when we get back, we've got to like watch out. Eat some cup of noodles. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Cup of noodles. Or what was that? Uh, what was the one thing we used to eat all the time? Like uh, rice aroni. Oh, rice aroni. Yeah. <laughs> or some spam. I love oh. rice aroni. Yeah. Um, so um, we um, we went on our honeymoon. We came back. Our friends sent out us on our honeymoon. That was like our big wedding gift from all of our friends. They chipped in. Oh, nice. And uh, we came back from our honeymoon and there was a message on our answering machine, which was what we had back in the day. We had answering machines, folks, with tapes inside of them and we rewind to listen to your messages. Oh. <laughs> and um, so I ran into our apartment and I played back our messages and there was a message on our answering machine from Slash and from Guns N' Roses and he said, hey, uh, Gilby, we need a new guitar player. Izzy's not in the band anymore. Um, we want to talk to you about playing guitar in GNR. And I was like, huh, Gilby, one of your idiot friends just left a message on the machine pretending to be Slash. <laughs> oh. Oh, at the time you knew who Slash was. Yeah, but uh -huh. I was like, that's not Slash. That's one of Gilby's stupid friends playing a joke on us. <laughs> yeah. And Gilby listened to it and he's like, oh yeah, no, that's Slash. And the next thing I know, this guy I married is now going to go join the world's biggest and most dangerous band in the world. And oh my God. they're all dating supermodels. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I just got married. I huh? just got married. Where does that leave me? Oh my God. What am I going to do? Yeah. So I was really scared. I was kind of shitting myself. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'd feel the same fucking way. Yeah, I, I mean, would I was be like, like oh. it's over. It's over. You know, he's gonna leave me for Victoria's Secret models, and that's it. Were, you, we're were done. You telling him that too, like, oh, oh hell like, no. Oh, no. you no? No, I wouldn't say that to him. No way, because I'm confident. 
That's good. No, okay, I good. don't want to. That's amazing. You, for you never let yeah. them see you sweat. No. Okay, yeah, I like that. <laughs> no right. way. I was just kind of like, oh shit, this is really bad. You know, he's gonna join this band and be out on the road and all these models and what am I gonna do? But um, we like, thank goodness he was really sensible and you know he was older than me already. You know he was close to thirty when he got that gig. So. Um, he said to me, look, you know, the only way this is going to work is if you come out on tour with me and stay oh. out on the road with me Nice, because, oh uh, we need to be together throughout this. You know, most important thing is our marriage. And, um, I, you know, this is for us and for our marriage. And so in order to make it work, you have to stay with me out on the, on tour. So we made this rule kind of where we didn't stay apart longer than two weeks, um, so, and at the time I didn't really have any responsibilities. I didn't have a career. I didn't have like a, a big job or anything. I was just kind of doing little odds and end jobs and, um, we didn't have kids and I was young and I wanted to be with him and that was, sounded really, really fun. So I went out on the road with him and, um, you know, it's an experience. It is. It is. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely want to know about that. Like, yeah, sure. behind the scenes, if like you're willing to talk about that. Sure, yeah. I mean, honestly, like I listen to a lot of music now mm -hmm. and like, obviously you were with one of the biggest rock stars ever, right? Ever. Yeah. yeah right? To this day. And like part of the biggest rock group, are the, the rock, rock group, right? Yeah, rock group. Yeah. So like biggest rock band ever going on tour. Like, I mean- the shows were crazy. The afterlife, like after the shows, everything's crazy. It was crazier than you can possibly imagine. Yeah, it oh was God. so crazy. It was not normal in the least bit. I mean, just to give you a little taste of what it was like, I mean, like all of a sudden it was like, our phone was ringing off the hook. Our fax machine was going <laughs> because that's what we used at the yeah. time. And people were at our door and cars were showing up. And I was like, whoa. And the weirdest thing was when he got the call to join the band, he um, he went into audition first. And they were auditioning a bunch of different guitar players. And so for two weeks, he didn't even know if he got the gig or not. He just kept going in and auditioning and they kept saying, okay, we'll come back tomorrow. We're going to play with another guitar player, but come back tomorrow. And he would just come back and come back. And for two weeks we didn't know. And I'd always ask him like, did you get it? Did they say anything? Do you have a hint? And he's like, no, they haven't said anything. They're talking to a bunch of different guitar players. I don't know who's going to get it. And yeah. I don't know. And so we were sitting after he was auditioning for like two weeks. I was sitting on the couch in our one bedroom apartment off of Melrose Place in West Hollywood. And I was sitting on the couch watching TV. I was watching MTV. And at the time, MTV, whenever they would have breaking news, they had like this globe that would spin around and they would be like, do, 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 do. we have breaking news. Mm -hmm. And so I'm watching MTV, watching videos and stuff. And all of a sudden the globe comes on and it goes, do, 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 do. we have breaking news from the Guns N' Roses camp. New guitar player for Guns N' Roses is Gilby Clark. And I'm like, oh, shit. That's how you found out? <laughs> That's how we found out. Wow. That's how we found out. Huh. So I'm like literally sitting there on the couch going. <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys like jumping up and down after? Like, yeah. what is that like? I was like, Gilby? <laughs> oh, so he wasn't <laughs> he with wasn't you? He wasn't even in the room. He was like in the oh, next room. Fuck. I'm like, Gilby? <laughs> oh, you knew before him. <laughs> he knew too. His oh. phone was ringing. Everything was going at the same time. It was like, 
instantly everything was going crazy. Wow. And he just, you know, went. And so for the first, I, I told him, and I don't know, I was, who knows why I was so like, you know, sensible at the time because <laughs> I was really young. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was naive. I don't know. But I told him, I said, look, for the first two weeks that you go out with the band, go by yourself without me because I want you to bond with the guys and you're not going to want to have, you know, like your wife around and stuff. Like we just got married and I was like, just go bond with the guys and then I'll come out when you play, you know, the, the, the next show. And he, they were playing, um, uh, Madison Square Garden and all these shows and stuff. And so um, he flew me out to New York. And um, that was my first show seeing him play with GNR was in New York. In and, the garden? Yeah. And wow. um, he, they flew me out. And um, I get there and the, I go into the elevator into the hotel and the elevator door opens and I walk onto the hallway where our room is, where he told me where the room was going to be. And I walk up as I'm walking down the hallway. The first person I see is Dizzy, who was the keyboard player. And he walks up to me and all I can smell is like alcohol. And, <laughs> yeah. Like fumes. And he walks up and he's like, hey. And I'm like, Oh hey, I'm Gilby's wife, and he's like, "Oh hey, nice to meet you." Oh, and, just drunk. Yeah, yeah, and well, yeah, just like fumes, and you know, back then everybody was like, you know, drinking a lot, and yeah. and you know, and it was a rock star lifestyle. It was a rock star lifestyle. It's what you expected, uh -huh. but I was like, "Whoa, oh my god, this is crazy," and um, you know, and and then they would play these shows, and then. You know, we'd get whisked off like it was just like you'd go from like hotel to the venue to um, straight after they finished playing, you'd get like thrown into a, a car and whisked to the airport to get on the plane and go to the next next city to go play the next show. So a lot of it, like a lot of the times that we didn't even like see where we were. And I started, I started this thing where I started collecting postcards from the hotels to keep track of what city I'd been in because it was so fast. I didn't even know where I'd been and where I wow. hadn't been. So, um, you know, a lot of the times like being on tour is, is kind of like, it's weird because it's like, it's super fun and really crazy and really wild and the wildest shit happens. Mm -hmm. And other times it's like very lonely and kind of a letdown, you know, because you think about it, you know, they're playing to like crowds of like, sometimes they play these festivals, a hundred thousand people all screaming and they're all like want a piece of them. And then it ends and everybody goes back to like a quiet hotel room. You know, or you get on a plane and you got to go somewhere else. So it's like kind of like really high highs yeah. and really low lows. Yeah. Um, but but sometimes, you know, I mean, most of the time it was like party central. It was crazy. Like at, we would do these things where the band would have these after show parties and <laughs> they would convert the whole backstage. They'd bring in like jacuzzis and, and that sounds so fucking badass yeah Dude. i mean it was crazy was it like a lot of fun for you too oh my god i loved it it was so much fun i was so like wide-eyed you know it was such a blast there was so Dude. many fun times like yeah. and we got to do fun. things that were like most people can only 
you know, dream of doing. And, you know, we wanted to go see a movie. Well, they would clear out the movie theater and just have just us in a movie theater, like all alone, just the band and girlfriends, wives, whatever. And we would just be, you know, watching a movie or we wanted to go to the Eiffel Tower. They clear out the Eiffel Tower, what? you know. Oh okay. It was just craziness. Come on, that's yeah. baller. Yeah, right that's crazy. Actually. Yeah, it was crazy. And then the people that you meet, like, you know, you meet like everybody. And it's just, it was like nuts. Like I remember one night we stayed up all night long hanging out with Lenny Kravitz and going to the Eiffel Tower with him and then hanging out in some bar in Paris all night long till the light came out, till it was light outside, you know. It was just nuts. It was just a crazy lifestyle and it was so much fun. Yeah, I'm so glad, like I'm so lucky, so fortunate that I got to experience that. It was insane. Yeah, that's like once in a lifetime. It is, like nobody could, I mean, not many people could really do that. And no. especially like back then, like I feel like, you get to see more of your favorite artists now because mm -hmm. of the fact of social media. Social media, and yeah. And you'll be like, ah, oh, I could just watch his show on YouTube or yeah. they're streaming it. Yeah. But like back then, if you're missing the show, like you won't get to see them maybe ever again, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, for you, like, was it tough like back then? Because obviously, I would say, I, I mean, from just my perspective, you would have more downtime than your husband because he's performing yeah. he's like going really really hard like was yeah. it tough for you too yeah because of that you're always constantly on constantly on the move yeah it was it was really hard because i mean i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh woe is me because it was fucking amazing yeah. and insane and i'm so grateful for that experience but there were times where, you know, I'm just sitting in the hotel room, you doing nothing because he's out doing, you know, he had to go out and do press. He had to go do photo shoots. He had to go to rehearsal. He had to go to sound check. Um, you know, he had to go receive some, you know, awards ceremony thing somewhere or you know they, they, there was a band meeting or you know there was always stuff he was always busy he was doing tons of interviews and always always busy whoops sorry i forgot to switch my phone out. Okay. um so in those moments like i would sit there and just kind of be like oh okay now what do i do <laughs> mm. i'm a little bored but um but but that was like few and far between like most I started to learn like as I started getting used to being out on the road I started to learn how to kind of occupy myself and I would leave the room and I would go out and just walk around and try to see the city I was in nice. I would try to be like a little touristy and do some things go to a museum or go shopping or go get something to eat or whatever and I you know kept myself busy mm -hmm. um, so there was that <laughs> do you think that like being on the road so much and like seeing so many different places too did that like grow your um like your passion for fashion too absolutely it 100 percent lent to where i'm at today because you get to see like so many different yeah. people dressing yeah. differently yeah seeing what's hot here what's hot here totally and back then there wasn't the internet wasn't as prevalent as mm -hmm. as it is now so there wasn't globalization like back in those days people actually went to france and when they were in france they would buy perfume and designer clothes and when they were in italy they would look for leather goods like shoes and handbags oh. you know 
things like that. Like every place like had its specialty, mm -hmm. but now with globalization and you can access everything with the internet, you can buy anything you want from anywhere. Mm -hmm. yeah, that wasn't true. like that back then. Yeah. So I got exposed to a lot of really cool fashions. Like when I was in London with the guys, it blew my mind. It blew my mind, the fashion and all the punk rockers and like all the cool shit that I was seeing was so influential. And then just being around the guys and seeing like, you know, being a musician, you have a freedom to be wild and dress any way you want. And the individuality is part of it, right? Yeah, it's it is. It's all such a big part of it. And, and them knowing who they are and just wearing whatever the fuck they wanted like slash would wear like these leather pants and he would just leave them open just like, some like crazy leave his shit. button open unzipped you know and just like play like that and i was yeah. like oh my god that's so cool you know and like gilby always had like a really great sense of personal style too like he'd always wear like these he kind of got known for wearing this fishnet shirt that he wore like mm -hmm. this like like open fishnet shirt it was like you know see-through and he would always wear a lot of scarves and he just looked so cool and like bell bottoms and low-rise jeans and like the guys looked insanely good yeah. and they just had they each had their own personal style like duff always like dressed really cool too and um, Axel had his thing going on. He wore like biker short shorts and like Versace yeah. jackets. But you know, like that's hard. That's so dope. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like people, you know, and that's the thing is like what I like back then. People didn't have like stylists dressing them. They mm -hmm. had their own personal sensibility of who they were. Yeah, you know, and I think that that was really in really really influenced me, um, and it allowed me to dress as wild as possible. Oh wow. And, um, you know, I, I'll tell you a quick funny story. So we were on um, we were on tour and we were flying from somewhere in Europe uh, back to England and we were going on uh, our ways. And um, and we had the band had uh, taken up the entire first class with between the band and girlfriends, wives, crew, you know, whatever. We had the whole first class. So. Uh, we get on and we sit down and uh, we're, we take off and the flight attendant comes up to me and says, excuse me, but um, do you have anything you can change into? Your outfit is a little offensive. Oh. And in first class, we have a dress code. This was back then. Oh, wow. So I was like, offensive? Damn. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was wearing a pair of little cut-off jean shorts, like booty shorts, really short. And I had a pair of platform shoes on and like a crop top. But, you know, I wasn't offensive. I was cute. I was yeah. like, you know, 22 yeah, years old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's how we dressed, you know, back uh -huh. then. And they were so upset. And they were like, who's in charge over here? We need somebody who's in charge. And Matt um, Sorum, who was um, the drummer at the time, stood up and he's like, I am. Meanwhile, he's loaded oh, and God. they're worried about my shorts. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to interrupt this podcast and we are going to have a quick word from our sponsor here at BetterHelp. And if you haven't heard of BetterHelp yet on this podcast, then you need to get that Q-tip, shove it deep in your ear and get deep. all that fucking earwax out of it. Frank, we're looking at you. How many times have you talked about BetterHelp? Oh my gosh, at least a thousand times. 
is it a good option if somebody's going through stress, if they're going through any type of depression, or if they're just stuck in like life's problems? Any type of problem, I think that BetterHelp is amazing, especially if you're somebody who kind of fears going out and facing somebody face to face. Because it's convenient, right? So you could do all your therapy on a laptop or your phone or your phone. You could talk to somebody, you could text, you could FaceTime them mm -hmm. if, if that's more like convenient or more comfortable for you you're not sitting in front of somebody and a lot of times those sessions they cost a lot of money too. they do cost a lot i've had a i've actually had a couple people in my life that have done therapy and they're only able to do it for about like a month or so because of how expensive it is and that sucks too because it's really expensive but i feel like a lot of the times they say like it really helps though yeah it does help and also too like a month like let's be honest like a month that's like putting like a band-aid over something like you want to do it for a little bit longer but it sucks when your financial uh situation kind of holds you back from it yeah because the goal i feel like the goal with therapy is like to talk to somebody um you know just spill your problems but they're also there to help you like not need therapy not need them yeah that's the goal so that you don't need them you understand how to solve your own problems on your own and mm -hmm. that's like that's the perfect end goal so better help hook this up with a sweet offer so if you're going through something i just give it a try might as well give it a try we know you guys need it <laughs> when you want a better problem solver therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com sweet and get 10 percent off your first month that's better h l or h e l p dot com slash sweet. I'll repeat that one more time because he likes to fuck up. It up. That's better h e l p dot com slash sweet. Back to the rest of this podcast. I hope you guys try this out if you guys do need it. Oh, Sorry, so, guys. Uh, cameras died. Yeah, but now we are back. <laughs> so uh, was who good. was drunk saying or like just talking? Oh, I mean, all of us. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, basically like. You know, the flight attendants asking, you know, who's in charge over here? I mean, just a bunch of drunk band guys. <laughs> but, you know, they're worried about my shorts and my, you know, my booty shorts when really what they need to worry about is what's going on on that plane right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it, it was just it was just crazy. It was funny. Yeah. Um, but but definitely that's what happened is that's kind of like how I I started dressing wilder on, on the road because I could. You can get away with that. So and then when I got. When we came back from being on the road, um, I um, had we had our baby, our daughter, and we were on the road for a few years. Came home, had our baby, and I um, then when I started the 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 denim line, um, I named Frankie B is actually my daughter's name, Frankie oh, B. So oh, I named nice. the line after her, and uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of how it all. It kind of all, about. it yeah. all kind of played into together, you mm -hmm. know, like everything kind of worked into each other somehow, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. it all kind of made me who I am. So you mentioned something earlier about like, um, like the cool thing about being an artist or like something like, like that, you could wear like whatever the yeah. fuck you want. Like you could right. express yourself in that way. Exactly. Do you think like part of fashion is being like confident in what you wear too? A hundred percent. Like if I wear some like just an outfit that just looks stupid, but I'm walking around in it like I'm wearing the <laughs> most dopest thing ever. Like, yeah. Does that kind of yeah. add to it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like confidence is key and it's just it, 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 it it's whatever makes you feel good. Like I've never believed in rules. I'm not a rule 
followers. So I don't believe in like, you know, no whites after Labor Day or, you know, yeah. all the silly fashion rules and stuff. I just feel like you feel you wear what makes you feel good and what makes you feel most confident and what you have fun doing. Like, I feel like, you know, life's too short and there's way too many serious shit out there, especially now to um to worry about stuff like that like i think you need to just have fun you know and if it's having fun with your wardrobe or your style um then you should do it you know and and i i don't believe in 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 rules like you can't wear two different patterns together i think like if if that's your vibe fucking rock it yeah yeah Yeah, i mean that's totally cool so i yeah i i don't know i i feel like having your own sense of style is really important because you know what looks good on you, you know what you like, you know what makes you feel confident, what makes you feel strong. And like for me, I it's funny because I've always felt more confident in jeans. So if I know I'm going to a meeting or if if I'm doing something that's important, I want to wear jeans because I'm going to feel better oh, wow. than if I wear a dress or a skirt. And uh-huh. that's just that's just me. Yeah, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, so it's just, you know, I, I, I just feel like it, it just depends on what your personal style is. How do you, how do you think you like find that style just by trying stuff out? You know, uh, one of the things, and, and that's actually a really good question. Um, but one of the things that designers do a lot is we pick muses, Mm-hmm. You know, and you yeah. pick a muse. What is a muse? A muse is someone that um, that you really think has like good fashion, has good fashion, has a good vibe, overall vibe, like someone that you really um, someone that you really admire, someone that you like and like that you resonate to. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, like for me, it was always like I, I've always really liked Kate Moss. I like um, Sienna Miller. And so a lot of times I would like look at them and be like, ooh, if I were them, um, what would I wear? You know? And so sometimes you pick a muse Mm. or you pick someone that maybe has like a similar body type to you or just someone whose style you like or something or a style that just resonates with you. Like, like, you know, I also look at musicians a lot, you know, Mm. like, like, like for instance, like David Bowie and, you know, back in his day, like his style was insane and it still holds up. Like I still look back at at, at stuff that he wore and I'm like, you know, damn, I want to do something like that looks like that. Or, you know, um, so I pick muses and I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, a lot of girls, uh, want to emulate, you know, Kim Kardashian now and, you know, uh, yeah. so like a, a lot and stuff like yeah. that. So a lot of it like depends on pop culture, I guess what's going on in the moment. Um, but really it's what you feel comfortable in and what makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, and and what makes you feel powerful? But so. skinny jeans are out. Skinny jeans are out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. Heard, I've they're heard done. Like, that's like one of the most like overdue trends ever. Like this. You know, jeans. I at first I wasn't into skinny jeans because when I started Frankie B, I really was into like the boot cut and the flare leg and that. But um, but I still I like a skinny jean, especially in the winter when you want to wear boots over your jeans. Skinny jeans are great. Yeah. Um. But, um, or, you know, the, the thing for me was like, okay, I'll tell you the, the, 
I don't have like rules. Like I don't care. Like if you want to wear a skinny jean, wear a skinny jean. If that's what looks good on you, whatever. Mm -hmm. If But it's about creating balance mm -hmm. too when you're dressing. Like if you're going to wear a skinny jean, maybe wear something a little bit more bulky on top. Like it's weird when someone wears, I think, something tight on top and tight mm. on the bottom. <laughs> you look like a stick or some shit. Yeah. No, that was me. That was definitely me. I would wear like some skinny ass shit and maybe my shoes looked big too. Like that's what I didn't like about the skinny jeans. Wait, guys, okay. So do you guys, oh, do you ever watch Love Island? Oh man, I think I watched it for a little bit, but okay. I didn't get Love through. Island, yeah, it's on Love Netflix. Island, yeah. So it. okay, so a, a lot of the guys on Love Island, I noticed, were wearing these skinny jeans that were too skinny. Mm -hmm. They were like too tight and too skinny, and they were like bulky guys. It looked odd, like that to me. I don't like that look. Yeah. Um. But and then like the 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 no socks. <laughs> With the shoes, oh, with the shoes. and this, yeah, I'm not <laughs> a shit's whack, huh? Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but like honestly, I don't. I feel like there are no rules in fashion. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like you just do you. You know, whatever feels good to you is 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 good by me. Um, but you know, like I like what's going on now. Like I, I kind of like the cargo pant coming back in, uh -huh. the slouchier, baggier pant. Mm -hmm. Um, you can eat a little more at Thanksgiving, and no one will notice. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the baggy is definitely coming back. It's definitely yeah. coming back. We actually yeah. had um, the the other, you know, one of the other hosts on the show, Logan. <sighs> he loves baggy shit. But he was like wearing baggy shit, like mm -hmm. maybe a little bit before, like the trend. And it was super baggy, and we yeah. would just clown on him all day, like, bro, <laughs> like, wear something Logan. that fits, man. Like your pants are dragging, but like yeah. now I'm wearing baggy shit. Like I'm right, yeah, yeah, I'm tired of it. Yeah, no, I'm so it's, sick of it. it's. I mean, I think it's nice to change things up, and it's nice when things kind of come and go. It gives everybody a little something new to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, something new to obsess over. But um, I don't know. I I like I like it all. I like I have like I always feel like I have like a million different um personalities in my closet it uh -huh. just kind of depends on my mood yeah. you know sometimes i want something really tight and sexy and sometimes i want something really kind of baggy and sportier and yeah. so it just depends on my mood for uh wait just to be clear here for your low-rise jeans like yeah. that you made were they tight though yeah they were tight uh, they were tight yeah but with like boot cut at the bottom yeah like, well kinda... some of them were like they were tight around the thigh they would break at the knee and just be a little bit more flared see i like that though no, I, yeah. really like I really that. like i like mm -hmm. you say that tight jeans are out but no no I'm into that. About, no, 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 no not tight jeans skinny guys. jeans oh, oh for right? for guys right yeah for men? yeah you know, for oh. men men wear tight jeans too but like I don't... A, a lot of girls are wearing like looser jeans now yeah. too as well yeah they but wear like, them loose. Yeah. And I feel like not a lot of girls are wearing the tight jeans anymore. Like the skinny all the way yeah. down? Like yeah. It's, but I, I like that. No, I like the um, where it flares now. Yeah, I like that. But like Personally tight. Too. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, it's, there's a definitely like a mix right now of that whole 90s, you know, early 2000s fashions coming mm -hmm. back. And um, a lot of it, are, a lot of girls are still wearing, you know, they're wearing the flares, they're, they're tight on top, they're wearing flares, they're wearing the baggier ones, slouchier jeans. I mean, it all goes. Yeah. And I think like as long as you have confidence and you're, you know, you feel good in it, go for it. I don't care. You do is, you. Is there anyone that like you're looking at now that you think has pretty good fashion? In terms of a designer or a person? Oh, both. Both. Um, I still like. I still love looking at musicians because I think 
<clears throat> musicians to me just have so much individuality mm-hmm. and they, you know, they know who they are. So I love to like, I, I love like, I love seeing Lady Gaga show up on the red carpet. Like I love to see oh, what she she's doing because oh, she goes all out she and does. she's, she's really fun. Yes. Um, so you I just don't know what to expect. You don't know her. what to expect and yeah. it's fun. Right. Yeah. So I, I love that. I love people that dress up and like put in the effort, you know, and, and they like to wow people. What about like Miley Cyrus? Um, Miley Cyrus is great. She's cute too. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, she went through like a, a like a little phase back then where she was just wearing crazy stuff too. She, was she really... wore a lot of Frankie B's. She wore a lot of my jeans too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah she, was... she wore my jeans a lot. Yeah. Um, another one. I mean, I still like. I love. Um, I love Kate Moss's style still. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Uh, let me think. Frankie, who else do we look at? Yeah, my daughter Frankie in the other room over here. Frankie B over there. Yeah, there's Frankie B piping up over there. (laughs) 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 Hannibal Lecter throws me off every once in a while. I'm not going to lie. Um, staring at him behind you. I know we need to take this (laughs) outside for Halloween yet, but yeah. And then I was asking you earlier too about like skin tones, like making clothes pop more. Like, is that Mm -hmm. even a thing that maybe designers look at and stuff, or that? you know maybe the public should be more aware about i mean you know i again it's whatever you feel good in whatever you think looks good on you you know you all everybody kind of knows you know like i know when i'm tan i like to wear you know white sometimes because it looks good when i'm tan mm-hmm. um that's okay kind of true yeah you know but and sometimes i like a bright color if i'm on vacation i want to wear bright colors like normally i just wear black or white or gray a lot of times i wear neutrals but uh, sometimes if i'm on vacation and i want to play a little i play you know so Mm. it it just kind of depends on whatever you're you know what you're feeling really like what do you feel like dan like what do you feel your fashion is you guys are more neutral (laughs) okay yeah i'm i'm definitely more neutral like for me I mean, I'm kind of like, okay, so I want to dress like, okay, this is what I want to dress versus how I dress. Mm -hmm. I want to dress like more expensive looking and more like designer and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But like, do you uh, like logos and, you know, like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty cool with that. But, but then again, I like that kind of like classy look that's just like plain, but simple Mm -hmm. and like not too much, but looks good all the time. So you do one one day and one another day. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just lost. Like I don't really have a style for myself. I would say. Really, I look yeah. at you and I think you have your own style. Really? Yeah, oh, totally. Okay. Yeah, well, that's cool. I guess. Like, what yeah. would you think his style is? Like, yeah. I mean, like he seems like he likes kind of streetwear and. Yeah, I like streetwear yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm more like, I like the very clean look, but I feel like sometimes I get stuck because it's just too. It's it's too boring, I guess. Well, just experiment. There's nothing wrong with experimenting, and you know your your girls will tell you whether they they like what you're <laughs> wearing like or, not, or not, right? No, they will, yeah. Because yeah. one day you'll wear something like they like, and they're like, "Wow, I really like that. I really like uh-huh. that." Compared to the other days when they don't say shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's the best way to do it too. You just don't <laughs> say anything when you don't like it, and then when you do like it, you hype it up a lot so that you give them the confidence to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so for you, did yeah. you ever like? like catch yourself like with your husband being like uh maybe you shouldn't wear that uh yeah 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 yeah. so like are are you like a big influence and an influence on him as well absolutely 
not. No. Oh, he doesn't. Not. Just... No. He does his own thing. Yeah. Uh, if I say anything, um, I don't usually say anything because he's a freaking musician. Yeah. So he looks good. It doesn't matter. You know, mm. he can wear whatever and he can get away with it. Like we can go to like a really dressy event, black tie event, but he can show up wearing uh, leather pants. Mm-hmm. And he can get away with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. So I, I don't really say anything to him. I mean, I'm, I buy him clothes. I'll make him clothes so that, you know, that kind of, <laughs> yeah. I'll say, oh, you Thank should you. wear this. This will look <laughs> yeah. really good on you. But he has his own thing. And so, yeah, no, he would never take advice from me, I don't think. <laughs> you you have an episode, too, and this is kind of just segueing into your, um, your podcast mm-hmm. where it's, mistakes people when they start dating mistakes people Mm -hmm. have when they start dating Mm -hmm. like what do you think those are oh god mistakes people make when they first start dating um i guess not being being honest about what you want you know playing games um I guess that would be a mistake. Like you got to be honest, you know, and just kind of lay it out there. But also the biggest mistake I think people make is they don't hide the crazy. You got to hide the crazy for a little while. Mm-hmm. You got to hook them <laughs> before you oh, let them see the crazy. Oh, so you think yeah. you should actually hide it a little bit. <laughs> just a little oh. bit. Just a little bit. But, oh. you know, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> just a little bit. But um, but no, I mean, I, I, I think honesty, honesty is actually the best policy. You know, you just got, you know, if, if you if you if you're just looking for a hookup or, you know, something casual, you got to be upfront about it. Yeah. You know, rather than, you know, date someone who's looking for a relationship and then ghost them after a few months, you know. Uh-huh. So I think that's I don't know. Do you feel like today, like with dating? I'm certainly not a relationship expert, kids. Don't take my advice. Well, you talk about it though. Yeah, I do. So you and you do have you do <laughs> I have, talk about a lot of things. Doesn't mean I'm an expert. Us, no, us we, too. We're definitely us, not. We're experts. not. Experts. We just we, we just, just like talk talking about it. Yeah. We yeah. Just like, yeah. Um, but like you've been in a relationship for a long thirty years, time. thirty plus years, right? Yeah. So I mean, you obviously do have experience, and coming from that experience, do you feel like? today's relationships have definitely drastically changed um i think they have i think they've changed because of um a lot of factors you know there's social media there's dating apps um people don't meet people the way they used to i'm like really surprised at how people meet each other and they just text they don't get on the phone right. they don't call each other and talk to each other they don't hear each other's voice mm-hmm. Until much later, you know, that to me is so odd, like, because you can't like tell people's intentions when you don't hear their, their tone, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can, you can misinterpret someone's tone, you know, Um, like even like a simple thing, like, oh, you look nice in that dress you posted yeah it could come off weird like you're not your perv yeah you know so yeah so i mean it i feel like that's really different than the way we used to date because we you know we'd meet each other in clubs or bars or you know it wasn't you know we didn't have dating apps and all that kind of stuff so it is it's totally different but i think um you know with long-term relationships a, a lot of it is about um it's all about like relationships are all about like 
give and take. It's all about, you know, sacrifice and about, um, uh, what is that word? Um, communication. Um, no, you know, just giving and taking, you mm-hmm. know, like compromise, oh, okay. Okay. compromise. Yeah. It's all about compromise. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can't always have it all your way and you have to pick your battles in a long-term relationship. That's the one thing I've really learned is you can't nitpick and you got to pick your battles. You know, if, if it's, if it's something small, just let it go. Just, just overlook it. Yeah. You don't have to fight about everything. You don't have to argue about every single yeah, little like fucking that. thing. I love that. I like that one. You know? Yeah. I love that. So <laughs> wait for the big stuff. Take it down. That's <laughs> when you take, take it down. It down. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I've, I've always been, um, I feel like I'm getting better though, but I've been like a very bottled up type of person though. Mm. That's kind of bad. You're not me. a good communicator? I'll just kind of eat it. Like if mm-hmm. something bugs me, whatever, fuck it. But and do you then, let yeah. it fester then like and then if, you blow up? Yeah, I blow up. He does. Oh, like yeah. if something like comes at me and it's like, I'm like, oh, no. Nah. But when you, and then it's just, yeah. I'm like. He does do that. Yeah. So that's probably not good for a long-term relationship. No, no. Yeah. I'm getting better with it though. I'm yeah. definitely getting better with it. <laughs> I got to say, I'm more like you too. I'm like, I'm quiet and I kind of take it for a while and then I just blow a gasket and then there's a point of no return. <laughs> yeah, once you're going, you're fucking going, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then it's there's bad. No, there's no going back. But I've really learned to pick my battles. You know, I'm not going to like, I, I don't want to like, you know, be a nag and bitch and moan about everything and the other thing is i really like i feel like when you really love someone like you really truly love someone and you love their soul and you care about them you care about their well-being you want them to have fun in life and you want them to be themselves and you want them to be them Mm -hmm. you just want to let them be like for instance my husband rides motorcycles he's a biker and um everyone's always like why do you let him ride bikes? You know, it's dangerous. Yeah. And that's so dangerous. And, but the thing is, he loves it. That's his thing. And I'm not his mom. I'm his mm-hmm. wife. I'm not going to tell him what to do. I mean, yeah, I worry about him. And yeah, I, I, I have like this rule with him, you know, like check in with me and tell me where, you know, you got somewhere so I don't worry, you know, but, but ultimately, I want him to live his best life. You know, I want him to be himself. I want him to do his thing. And, and I want him to enjoy him his life. Like, Life's short, you yeah, know. And it is, it's yeah. like, before you know it, I can't believe him and I have been together so long. You know, it went by in a flash. And, you know, the one thing is, is like, I want him to be happy. You know, I just want him to be happy. So we try to do that with each other. You know, just try to, like, let each other be who they are. You know, and not change people too much. If you find out right off the bat, listen, you met this person and this person has all these bad habits and they do a lot of shit you don't like, that's probably not your person. Right. Yeah, you just got to let go at that point. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I personally don't like um, social media and like our... um, generation generation of dating yeah i don't like it no I it's like, terrible i feel like it causes so much fucking comparison and mm-hmm. and like you can compare like you can compare yourself to another couple but like behind the phone you don't even know what that couple is going through either that's the thing is like it could be like their relationship could be way worse than yours but on camera mm-hmm. theirs looks a lot better so now you're getting compared to that totally it's, it's just it's so true it's so fake 
-hmm. And that's the thing is that you have to always remember people are only showing you what they want you to see. You know, they're not going to show you the mundane shit of, you know, they're the couple sitting there arguing over bills. You know, they're not going to yeah. snap a video of that yeah. and put that on TikTok. <laughs> no, they, no, they definitely will not. No. You know, they're not going to, you know, s- s- sit there and be like, you know, oh, I don't feel pretty today. I've got period cramps and I'm bloated. You know, they're not going to do that. They're just yeah. going to show you the fancy dinners. Yeah. Or maybe like, yeah. You know, them yeah. He took me out on a cute day. Yeah. Be, like, Look at me. <laughs> I'm in Paris. Uh, yeah. Putting a cute lock on the bridge with my <laughs> boyfriend. With my boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but 30 minutes before that, we're arguing about some dumb shit. Like, yeah. And then just... everybody else is like, damn, I want to go to Paris and put my put our love lock on a bridge. And yeah. that's not even true. Yeah. You know, it's like just everybody needs to kind of like realize that that is just it's crap, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it, it, people are only putting out there what they want to put out. Yeah. And initially, one of the thing, reasons why I went on Instagram and why I was really into it in the beginning was because I wanted to feel inspired. I wanted to see pretty pictures. I wanted to follow photographers and like-minded people like creative directors, makeup artists, hairstylists, designers, um, graphic designers, artists, you know, like I wanted to feed like my thirst for art and for you know creativity but it's switched somewhere along the line and it's not about that anymore so you know yeah, i think it it did for sure yeah and it is it's it, it's a much harder time to date i mean i see even like my friends now even that are older that are single now because they've been through a marriage or whatever and now they find themselves older and they're trying to date and it's so hard mm-hmm. because it's like you know besides the fact that everything is filtered so you go on a date with somebody you meet them on an app and then you go into the bar and you walk in and you're like where is that person (laughs) (laughs) it is a lot filtered though yeah oh yeah those filters are crazy yeah so it's very different it's a very different time yeah i fucking put one on my face it makes my jawline skinnier and like, <laughs> it's like all this great and yeah. it's kind oh, of yeah. crazy because you look at it and you're like man i kind of look good a little bit then yeah. you take it off and it's all fucking oh <laughs> believe me i love a good filter or two or three or four <laughs> yeah. but yeah, too, but, but you know i'm not trying to date anybody so i don't care but yeah. um but yeah so it's it, it, so they actually think it's harder now yeah everyone thinks it's so hard because you know at, at a certain age group you know you don't go to bars you know and you, you know you feel odd going to a bar or a club you know what are you mm-hmm. gonna do go to a dance club you know so you you have to go on apps also yeah. and it's hard because you know people are you know girls a lot of my friends feel the same way and guys too you know they meet people they like them they start talking to them and then they just fall off yeah. they're like what happened what did i say yeah. what did i do, <laughs> did I do? Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah it's it's tough um i i would like for you to maybe like give some advice or just say something about like how your relationship has worked for so long and like how it was so good and how did you know that your husband was the one from you, especially because like that was like your boyfriend since you were 16? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's see. With my husband and I, I think one of the things that's really great is that we balance each other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he is a really good communicator and I'm not. So when things are kind of going wrong where I will internalize, he will verbalize, Uh, you know? And so we, we kind of like, we, we're like a good, we're kind of like a seesaw, you know, Mm. we're, we're good at like, you know, Hey, he'll pull me in and be like, okay, so I'm feeling this type of way. And I think you're feeling that type of way. So we should talk about it, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, so he's really good at, at that. And I think if we were both the silent, but deadly type, it would be bad. You know, yeah, because yeah. then you both would explode. And yeah, yeah, it's over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but um, also it's it's about understanding each other. Like I have to try to like put myself in his shoes, and he has to try and put himself in my shoes. You know, like I have to kind of see things from his point of view. Like sometimes when I get mad about something, I'd be like, "Well, how would I feel if if I was in that?" in his shoes, you know, how would that make me feel? So maybe I am wrong. Maybe I do owe him an apology. And I think that Hmm. that's one of the hardest things that he will tell you. One of the hardest things in dealing with me is that he, he, his perception of me is that he thinks, I think I'm always right. Uh, (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) And that that I don't apologize very often. But what can I do when I'm always right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Sometimes. But, yeah. Sometimes. But, but yeah, I mean, I think it's all about, you know, being able to communicate each other's feelings to each other mm-hmm. and being able to understand. I think one of the the key components is that we've always known that we want to be together. So how do we make that work? You know, we know we want to be together. That's the ultimate goal is that we don't want to be apart from each other. We love each other. So we have to try to understand where the other person is coming from. And we're trying to, you know, create some sensibility when there isn't any sometimes you know so that's something you just learned over time throughout yes. the relationship you guys weren't I am always still like learning this. i am still learning our relationship is constantly evolving and changing and we're still learning like we're by far not perfect you know we always you, we have we have had our ups and downs we have had our drag them out you know arguments and where you know we've thought that's it we can't be together anymore. We're yeah. too, we're too fucking crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, ultimately we always know we don't want to be without each other. We want to be together. So we have to make it work. So how do we make it work? We have to communicate through this. We have to get through this. We have to communicate through this and, and we just have to do the work. So yeah, it is work. You got to, it's in work. It's, it's constant it work. And yeah. I like that you said it too. Like I'm still constantly learning mm-hmm. and yeah. it's been 30 years. Like, yeah. You you do in a way like have to just keep fucking learning because yeah. people evolve right so people yeah. as they get older they change yeah you know you change your career changes yeah, your motive changes your yeah everything. everything changes your pressures changes Pressing. you know societal pressures or or just like feeling like you're getting older and you've got to do things differently or you you've got to succeed or it's going to be too late or you know all kinds of things happen in your life as you get older. 
and you have kids and you disengage because now you're just all about the kids and you're about the mundane shit and you forget to go out on dates and be romantic with each other. You know, so there's so many changes and, and things that happen in a relationship over time that you have to learn to like readjust and, and kind of recalibrate your relationship, right. you know? Would you say that some of that pressure like helped you build your brand for the jeans too? Like maybe, um, you know, he was, you know, doing uh, a lot of his tours and stuff. And you mm -hmm. kind of felt like, like, I want to do something like I want to do something big. You know, one of the coolest things he ever did for me was um, I was just working a lot of different jobs, odds and ends here and there. And nothing really was a career. And so when he was in GNR, he said to me, he goes, you know, this is your time because I can afford to take care of us right now. So this is your time to really think about what you want to do wow. for your career. Dope. You know, that's super fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that when he said that to me, it really resonated. Yeah. And I, and I was like, well, I think I'm into photography. He's like, great. I'll buy you a camera, you know? And so I went into photography and I did fashion photography and I did styling and I really was into fashion. And then I realized I was more into, uh, the clothing aspect of it than than I was the photography part of it. Right. So he gave that to me, and that was the gift he gave me. Um, was you know saying you know really think about you know you have time right now. You don't have to like go and wait work, tables. Yeah, work or, these jobs that you don't want to work. Yeah, yeah, you have the time, the luxury of time right. to figure out what it is that you want to do. That's so cool. And so that was like something that I'd forever be grateful to him for. Yeah. You know, and over the years, you know, from what I, I've, I've evolved as a person too, like from like being a stylist, photographer, you know, my early days, like doing a little bit of modeling to, you know, becoming a designer and owning this huge company to, um, you know, now I'm doing, um, I have an activewear brand. So I sold my denim line and now I have an activewear brand called Solo, nice. which you guys should check out. It's yeah, super cool. Yeah. Everybody should check this shit yeah, out. It's, yeah. Check it out in the description. We'll link everything. Yeah. It's a really cool um, activewear brand. And the whole premise behind it is I wanted to create um, an activewear line that you could wear out, that you could, it could have multi-purposes. Cool. So you could wear it to go work out, but you could also put a pair of jeans over it and, you know, wear the top out or you could, you know, that sounds just you like dress me it up. too. Cause I, I so, love feeling comfortable too. Yeah. yeah. So I, is, is that kind of like down the path that you're going with it too? Yeah, totally. It's like comfortable, but it's like comfortable, it's nice. but it's cool and yeah. it's kind of edgy. It's a little edgier, you know, like I, I was looking at oh, what, what all the activewear is that's out there right now. And it's all like, you know, Activewear, so it's all yeah. like you know, namaste. Activewear, yeah. you know, yoga wear, and I thought, well, I want to do something that's more my personality because I, that's kind of my vibe. So mm -hmm. I wanted something a little edgier, a little sexier, a little more fun that I could kind of also wear out if I wanted to. Um, I wouldn't feel like I was just wearing yoga pants. So, um, so, so I started. So I started doing solo, and I've got my podcast, which is Honest as Fuck. It's called Honest AF, which I do mm -hmm. with my partner Barbara Ann Wild. Amazing podcast! It's such a fun podcast. Oh my god! You know, it's so fun to do these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. You, How did you get into it? Like, 
how does that conversation start about starting a podcast? It was, it's so funny because it, it happened again organically. I think sometimes in life, you just kind of have to like keep your eyes and ears open and be open just in general, just be open, take in information, you know, mm -hmm. and look around you and see what's going on. And Barbara Ann and I have a lot in common. We're friends. We're friends first. Her husband is Zach Wild, who has been Ozzy's guitar player for the past, like, God knows how long. And he's also got his own band called the Black Label Society. Um, he's an amazing, amazing guitar player. And um, so we're both married to guitar players. We're both moms. We both have been married for 255 years. No. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're both of a certain age. And I started to notice that when her and I were texting each other, our text threads, I was reading through our text threads, and I started to notice that everything we talk about is about aging, about beauty products, beauty tools, procedures, like everything we were talking about. Uh -huh. And so I was like, you know, Barb, we should have our own podcast. <laughs> and this was right during the beginning of the pandemic. Right. I go, what if we did like our own podcast where we share all this information? Because... There's a lot of information that we weren't given as young girls about aging and about what happens to our bodies when we age and about like, you know, all the different like hormonal changes that you go through, which I'm sure you guys do not want to hear about. But there's a lot of things that women go through when they have babies and 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 you know, and even when they don't have babies and just when they age or or even just juggling work and family life and being married and being a friend and being a mother and being a sister and being and, and being a daughter and 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 being a wife and having having children and and having a career. Like there's so many things that go into um our lives. Yeah, it's a lot. That, you know, we should just share that information, the things that we didn't know about that all of a sudden, you know, like I didn't know, you know, that my marriage would take all these twists and turns, mm -hmm. you know, over time. I didn't know that my career would take all these twists and turns. I didn't know my body was going to feel differently. I didn't know how fast that was going to affect me, you know, um, so there's, we wanted to talk about that. So I was like, let's start a podcast and just shoot the shit and talk about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And we do, we talk about everything. We talk about sex, we talk about marriage, we talk about kids, we talk about pop culture, movies, all the different, like, you know, the Dahmer series was just on and we talked about that and how, you know, crazy that was. And you guys um, lived it. Yeah, we lived yeah, through that. that. I remember and that was yeah. really scary when that happened. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, we talk about current events. We, we, we really, we talk about everything and we've had like amazing guests on too. We've had like Sharon Osbourne was a guest on our show. Oh, that's so cool. We've Sharon. had, um, yeah, Sharon <laughs> <laughs> and Sharon and I actually did a, a TV show together. Um, we, I got cast to do a show called, um, rock of love charm school. And I don't know if you, I, if you were too young, but there was a show called Rock of Love on VH1, and it was Brett Michaels from Poison. Yes, I know that <laughs> show, bro. Right? Yeah, and so he, that, he got to choose like out yeah. of a bunch of different girls. Uh, from a bunch of different girls, kind of like The Bachelor, but rock and roll. Oh, rock and roll, yeah. Yeah, rock and roll Bachelor. And <laughs> um, and it was like, you know, total debauchery and craziness. And uh, my daughter and uh, my husband and I watched that show, and we loved it. We were like obsessed with it. We watched it so much. And then lo and behold, I get a phone call one day from... Um, 
VH1 and they were like, we're doing a show called Rock of Love Charm School where we take all the girls that Brett didn't choose and we put them through charm school and we want you and Sharon Osbourne and Ricky Rackman, who was um, an MTV VJ, to be the like the deans and the school principal of mm. the school and put them through it. And I was like, oh, wow. I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, I, I don't know how to do that. I'm just, you know, I make clothes for a living. And they're like, yeah. no, 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 you can totally do it. And then my daughter, Frankie, was like, oh, you have to do it. Yeah. There's no way you're not doing that show. And I'm like, uh -huh. I don't know. What am I going to do? And they're like, just be yourself. I was like, oh, okay. So Sharon and I ended up doing the show together, and I didn't even know Barbara Ann Wilde at the time, and she was talking about Zach and being in Ozzy's band and stuff. And then I met Barb, and we just totally clicked, and we just became really good friends, really close friends. And then we decided to start the podcast, and it's just natural. We just like you guys. We just sit around and talk about nothing, something, <laughs> just like whatever. whatever. Yeah, so and we cool. love it. It's called Honest AF, yeah. and it's just, you know, Super fun show. Yeah, check check that out. Yeah, sure. yeah. So it's fun. I'm actually kind of. You said like we wouldn't be interested in it, but I'm actually pretty, <laughs> oh God. pretty interested in yeah. like the like hormonal changes that you were talking about. Because yeah. like, I don't. I mean, it's not the same for us. Like, I don't yeah. think we go through that. So like, what you is know that what? Exactly? Men do. Men do go through that. Men go through hormonal changes also. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, and you go through, you go through a lot of changes in life and for women, um, it can hit some women in their forties and, um, like as early as in their early forties and it, you start to change, you know, like you start to like not feel like yourself. You start having a little bit, some, some women have depression, some, uh, women have what's called hot flashes where they because their hormones and your hormones is what regulates oh, your body temperature that. and you start to get hot like yeah. i'm sure you've heard your mom's my mom is like that yeah right now yeah she's like oh, i'm just hot right now i need to take off my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we talk about all that and how to regulate it how to deal with it because we we're going through it too you know we're going through it at the same time so we talk about all that like in real time because we're going through all kinds of shit you yeah. know and you know also when you start to age you 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 start to feel like well you're not that pretty anymore maybe you know that you look at younger girls and you're like oh i'm not young anymore i you know and i now i'm older does my dude not like me anymore because i'm older i got wrinkles you know or this is sagging or that sagging like you know so we talk about that we talk about yeah. exercise and being healthy and eating well and like taking care of yourself and we just we talk about all that stuff and all that stuff i wish i would have known when i was younger so that i could have prepared myself <laughs> You know? Yeah. So, so we're trying to be of service. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What do you think your biggest tip to like your younger self would have been then? Like now? Stay the fuck out of the sun. Oh, what? the sun. No, yeah. My, yeah. My fucking face is fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Like these scars. Because mm -hmm. I had really bad acne. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, they did tell me stay the fuck out of the sun. But. Yeah, because really? the sun does so much damage. And at the time, I was like, oh, I don't care. I'm never going to be old. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be wrinkled. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm going to look cute all tan and bronzed. <laughs> Fuck sunblock. Bring on the sun. Yeah. I want to tan. But you know what? Now I'm paying for it because when you get older, your skin doesn't do as well when you've been in the sun a long time. So you get like freckles and sunspots. You get wrinkles. Your skin loses its elasticity. So I would definitely recommend sunblock and so does Barb. Um, Barb, um, my partner on Honest AF, does um, a segment every episode. Um, she does a segment called Barb's Bag of Tricks. And she takes out a bag and she pulls out like a great product 
that everybody oh, nice. should you oh, that's know, dope. use that that's can cool. help with like, you know, skincare product or it's a sexual product. It could be lube. It could be <laughs> it could be a libido uh, enhancing um, gummy. It could be a serum. It could be a really great um, uh, cosmetic that has sunblock infused in it. Um, so we always have like a Barb's Bag of Tricks. It could be like an at home laser product that helps keep your skin tight. Oh. So, but all, all that stuff. starts like, you know, now it starts huh? now. Like, yeah, I, you got to start maintaining. Already be on that shit. Yeah, you got to start taking care of your skin. You got to start maintaining drinking water. Mm -hmm. Water is so important. Yeah, you know, and just looking after yourself, getting good sleep, exercising, getting your body like used to always being mobile. You know. Yeah. And keeping your mind active is so important. Like I, I, I try to stay youthful by keeping my mind active. And it's really helpful to me that, you know, my daughter is, is, is her and I are really close. So she helps me, you know, keep active with like what the trends are, what, you know, current music is, uh -huh. you know, like, you know, she introduces me to all these like new bands and new music. And I feel like that keeps me more youthful That's because cool. I'm more like in tune to what's going on. Like yeah. I'm not, you know, just lost. Yeah. No, I'm not talking and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. you know, she's also my IT person. So <laughs> I'm always cool. like, Reggie, what's my phone doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> going through an update. Huh. Yeah. So it's great. And she's, you know, she's super fun. She's got, She's following in her dad's and my footsteps, which is so fun for us oh, because cool. she's in a band. Uh, they're called Frankie and the Studs, a punk rock band. She's the lead singer. They're super fun. Nice. Uh, if you ever hear them out playing, you should go see them play because she is a beast on stage. Yeah, hopefully um, we can go. I want to go. You guys should go. You know, she's doing a residency for the month of January at Harvard and Stone, yeah. which is a really cool club out um, in Hollywood. You guys should try to catch every Monday yeah. night. Um, but she's been out. She was out on tour with um, Bill Joe Armstrong from Green Day, who found oh, her see. on Instagram. So there you go. There he go. found her on Instagram. That's one of the benefits. Yeah. There you go. There's a benefit. So, um, you know, between her doing that and her and I collaborate a lot on, on fashion and nice. we do a lot of things, a lot of projects together. Um, so it's really fun. It keeps me young. Uh, so. that's, that's cool. Yeah. We, we should go. Yeah, I, I <laughs> we'll go. go. We'll, you we, should go. We'll go and uh, we'll record it for our vlog channel too. You should. Yeah, yeah. they're such a cool band. They're punk rock and just yeah. like really cool energy. And she's like really fun on stage. Oh. Really fun to watch. I can't wait to see you. Oh, you're oh. playing in Orange County soon. Oh, look at the peanut okay. gallery piping okay. up over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Frankie B over there. Orange yep. County. Yeah. Yep. Frankie and soon. the studs in Orange County. Down yep. the street. Yep. yep. You guys will have to come. Yeah, we will. We will. Yeah, no excuse. You guys are close. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, do yeah. you have any questions for us? Um. Yeah. When are you guys gonna come on my podcast? Oh, <laughs> we would love that one. I would yeah, love that. I would hope you had like fun. We today. love getting guys' point of views. Um. We've we've had like we've had so many different guests, just like you guys. We've also had we had a sex author that you guys should get on your podcast. She's amazing. Her name oh, is. Get this. Her name is Tracy Cox. 
<laughs> so she was destined to either be a sex author or a porn star, one oh, of the yeah. two. Perfect. But um, she's amazing. She's an amazing guest. We've had her on. She talks everything sex. She's so great. Nice. Super honest. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we've had like a lot of musicians on. We've had like Macy Gray on our show. Yeah. A lot of musicians' wives, like some of the wives from. Um, uh, we had Brittany Cade. Um, who's married to Mike Dirt from Green Day, and we've had Chloe Trujillo, who's married to Robert Trujillo from Metallica. Um, oh yeah, Legends. we've had some like really great um, musical guests. We've had beauty guests. We have doctors, plastic surgeons, estheticians. Uh, you name it. Good. That's that's yeah. Sex therapists, counselors. Make sure to check out so, her yeah. podcast. And yeah, it's fucking amazing. Everything yeah. will be in the description. It's, yeah, but. it's really fun. So we'd love to have you guys on. So yeah, let's do it. You yeah, have to return the favor. We will. <laughs> it'll be amazing. I'll be more than happy to. Yeah. Um, there was one last thing I wanted to ask you too. Yeah. So Brent actually told us about this, and he wrote down the Carmen Electra story. Oh, the Carmen Electra story. Oh, God. And he said, who else have you seen naked? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of people naked. So I what? mean, I'm a designer. They all come into my office and drop their clothes. I've seen them all naked. <laughs> <laughs> but what what's behind the Carmen Electra story? And for people that don't know Carmen Electra, who... Who is she? She uh, was like a model, right? Yeah. Carmen Electra was, um, well, she started out as, she was a prince. You know who Prince is, right? Right. She was like his prodigy, really. Um, and uh, she started out like as a singer, model, actress. Yeah. And uh, she ended up marrying. Um, and she was with uh, Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, yeah, right? a basketball star. She yeah. married him for a little bit. <laughs> and yeah, then and she was, married Dave Navarro uh -huh. uh, from Jane's Addiction. And he was also in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, so, um, yeah, she's just like, you look her up. I mean, she's drop dead gorgeous. She's just gorgeous. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's really beautiful. Um, and uh, she... She came over to my house one time and she wanted to get some jeans. So uh, she came in and um, I took her down to my bedroom and uh, she was like, you know, taking off her clothes, getting naked in my bedroom, trying on jeans. And I was like, oh man, she has like one of the best bodies I've ever seen in my life and one of the best oh like skin on her body. Like she just looked like a bronze goddess. And I'm like wow. looking at her going, oh my God, you know, like that's not fair. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear my husband coming down the hallway. Can I come in? I'm like, hell no, you can't come in here. You'll never look at me the same if you see her. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not coming in here. So, um, yeah, I think that's the story he yeah, meant. That's right. that, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that might be the story he meant. Because... So, how, like, how would he know that? Was that like a big story or something? I talked about it on the podcast. Oh, you talked probably. about it? Okay, yeah, okay, okay, I probably okay. talked about yeah. it. Either that or another time, there was another Carmen Electra story. <laughs> I don't know why there's always Carmen Electra stories. Yeah. But there was another Carmen Electra story. I was going, okay, guys, here you go. This was in the early 2000s. I was going to get a wax. Okay. Okay. For here my jeans, go. right? Here we I was go. going to get my wax. And my waxing lady said to me, her name, her name was Cindy, and um, she said to me, uh, hey, you know what? I want you to meet somebody. And I go, oh, okay, I, right now? And she goes, yes, yeah, she's just in the other room. I, I want you to meet someone in the other room. And 
uh, she opens the door and pushes me into this room and there's Carmen laying on her waxing table uh, naked about to get waxed and she just shoved me into the room and I'm like hi <laughs> and she goes Carmen this is Daniela I wanted the two of you to meet and yeah. I'm like oh hi oh my god this is not awkward at all because, and that was you know, the first time I, yeah it was the first time I ever met oh, her uh... yeah it was the first time I ever met her and then <laughs> you know we became friends and she wanted jeans and she modeled for me in a couple of my fashion shows nice. and, and uh, you know that whole thing but yeah somehow every time I ran I saw her she was naked but <laughs> lucky <laughs> yeah well I mean you know. the just from like you know because I, I like business a lot so like yeah. your whole evolution of the genes is just like so cool to me i just i just had to say because you said you went from what, what were the sales you said you went from you went from 50k from 50,000 the first year to six and a half the uh, the third year and six then just and we just kept mil. going and going and going and oh going and God. going and we built i mean we i at the end of the day i was you know generated over a hundred million dollars worth of uh, denim sales wow. so at that time That's, congratulations That's, yeah. yeah it was crazy was and then i sold the company in 2011 so how, how come you sold it um i sold the company actually because um it was right after it was during the recession okay there was a really bad you know the economy hit the skids things were getting real bad and um so i ended up selling the business mm -hmm. uh, because things things i had had a really good run with the business but things started taking a turn and i was like okay time to get out yeah people just and you know what mm -hmm. i didn't react fast enough i should have gotten out even sooner mm -hmm. um and i think that's another key thing that we can talk about at another time but in business is knowing when the right time is to get yeah, out let that shit go yeah okay yeah and what happens at that time too yeah it's also another interesting story so oh. but we've been gabbing for what two hours yeah almost, <laughs> two, almost two hours yeah. yeah we do yeah. need to talk about this though on your podcast yeah, yeah thank you so much for yeah coming on our podcast sharing those amazing stories so sure. amazing miss daniela thank you for having me yeah and please check out everything that we list in the description with her brands now her daughter's shows yeah, yeah. it's gonna be amazing so yeah, yeah check it all out thank you again yeah thanks for having me you guys it's so fun <sighs> it was it was really amazing and i'm excited to go on yours yeah yeah, yeah i'd love to have you guys would love to get your perspective it'd be so oh, fun oh my god yes. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and you guys would love my partner barb you'd love her oh I she's really barb. cool yeah yeah Let's do it. We'll do a special bag of tricks for you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, let's do it. But thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we'll see you on the next one. Good night, guys. Bye.